Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Conversations podcast with your host, Russell Martin and Brent Aiken. We're glad you're joining us today, and we hope you find this conversation helpful, insightful, and encouraging as you continue to lead your students in the ministry. We want to remind you about social media at Talk Student Men on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and also check out our website, studentministryconversations.org, for blog posts, other podcasts, and show notes from each week. Today, we're going to hear an interview with Joe Roberts, and he's going to share a little bit about how youth ministry and youth sports can work together. So, Brent, this was your conversation. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah. So this week, I sat down with Joe Roberts. Now, Joe has been a pastor for 30 years all throughout Texas, serving in churches in Houston and now in Abilene. But he also, for the past couple of years, has been the programs director at the Abilene YMCA. And I sit down with Joe this week and I talk to him about the importance of partnering with youth sports and youth activities and how we as youth pastors and we as just youth volunteers and anybody else that works with youth ministry, how we can work together to not only partner with those sports, but then also how we can get our feet in the door to serve in those communities and other things like that. And so it was a great conversation. It was a short one, but the conversation was fantastic. Lots of great information, and I had a lot of fun with it. All right. Well, we're all looking forward to that. And so without any more delay, here's Brent's conversation with Joe Roberts. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Student Ministry Conversations. Uh, I'm your host, Brent Aiken, and I am sitting here with Joe Roberts today. And so Joe Roberts is the programs director at YMCA here in Abilene, Texas. And we are going to sit down with him today to talk about youth sports and not particularly just youth sports, but how do we as a church, how do we as youth ministries and student ministries, um, how do we choose to participate and pair and partner with sports instead of compete with sports. So before we get going, Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and then we'll get going on the conversation. Yeah, I'm super excited about being here with uh, with you today, Brent. And uh, we love you sports. We love our community. Uh, my family and I are, are here in Abilene, I guess, for the last eight years. I grew up here and uh, my wife and I actually pastored a church in Southeast Texas for the last 20 years and, and moved back here to Abilene. And uh, We've always been connected to the YMCA, always been connected to youth sports and youth leagues. Uh, it really connects us with families, and that's a big deal to us. And so moving back here to Abilene, uh, we started working with the Y. I've been there five years now as the program's director, uh, sports coordinator, and uh, having a lot of fun doing that. Also in the world of aquatics with the swim team and stuff. And it's a great connection to uh, kids and students and also for us, for families. And so we love it here. I've got my wife and I have been married 31 years now, and uh, we have two kids. Kyle is uh, uh, in Bible college, finishing up, starting his uh, Master's of Divinity at the Baptist Bible College in Springfield. And uh, my daughter's transferring from Cisco to uh, Baptist Bible College in Springfield. It's just going to be my wife and my, my dog, Pugsley. And yeah. it's going to be different. We, we, we always laugh about this day. And actually, this morning, we cried together two weeks our kids leave, yeah, you know, not forever, but I guess for school. And we're very proud of them. Both of them. My my daughter wants to do medical missions. She wants to travel, and and we're uh, there's a organ, terrific organization called Mana Worldwide, and uh, they do feeding centers and medical things, and really all over everywhere. Yeah, and so uh, that's her heart. She's doing nursing and missions, 
That's awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. We have a great family. God has been good to us and we love our community, love our kids. And I don't know. I'm kind of worried about the dog. We're going to see how this goes. <laughs> Soon he'll be moving off to Baptist Bible college too. Um, so definitely um, a great um, repertoire of your um, work history and everything like that. But one thing that you said is you have always kind of been involved in YMCA and youth sports. And that's kind of what we're kind of gearing our topic around today. And so why is partnering with youth sports so important? Well, number one, I feel like on a, on a, on a different level, there's for me, there's different levels and, and it's not that one's more important than other, but there's one that is definitely bigger to me, but youth sports is fun. Kids need to be active. You know, we want kids to be active. Uh, we don't want to overdose on youth sports. And I think there's a tendency in today's society to, to do too much, to be too busy. You know, when you're racing from one place to another place to get to the other place, it gets pretty hectic. And I think stressful, probably a little more stressful on families than they realize. But at the same time, we want to be involved. We want to be active. Our kids need to be active. They also need friendships. I think it's good for them to learn how to get along. That's why it starts at a young age. And then, you know, ultimately for some, sports becomes something they do all through high school. And I know very few, but some through college. And, uh, but youth sports is a big deal. And uh, the connection to the kids is important to us. Kids being active, uh, connection. I, I think it's good for kids to learn to listen to a coach. I think it's good for parents slash coaches to learn to deal with their kids and other kids on a different level. And so it's, 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 youth sports is a big deal in connecting to the kids. And then ultimately for us is, uh, it's a strong connection to those parents. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, our hope is that we, laugh we, we we have we high five we have fun and uh maybe build some lasting relationships and have an opportunity to take it maybe even one level you know a little deeper and uh yeah share christ in in a, in a way or one way or another yeah and so especially i think there's kind of a stigma that comes with youth sports nowadays and a lot of church circles is that um especially, I guess I see the biggest argument and the biggest battle of being like, well, Wednesdays have always been the sacred church day and Sundays have always been the sacred church day. And now youth sports are encroaching in on our territory. Um, how do you think that this kind of, I guess, eventually rose up? I mean, yes, they're, they might be encroaching on days, but in all honesty, are they really, um, they're just trying to find open spots in the week like everybody else. So how do you think in your mind, this kind of stigma church against sports came to be? Yeah. I, my wife and I, we actually, we just celebrated our 32nd year of ministry in the church world. I've always coached and done youth sports for years uh, on a personal private level to group sports and travel teams. And, and I'm going to tell you, the balance is important. It really is. But uh, we've been doing this long enough that, a lot of our drive really for us started in, in 1991, 92, where we began to see, you know, to 93, we, I can actually, I remember it, a shift where Wednesday nights, you talked about Wednesday nights, that was a big night for us in our youth ministry. And uh, we, we had over 200 students in our youth ministry on Wednesday nights and I started missing kids, but I, I know it maybe was going on before then, but I'm telling you, there was a shift. And I started noticing I take kids home and the, the park lights were on. 
And, and then it began more and more. And it's all of a sudden I did, I had that feeling that Wednesday nights, well, wait a minute. And, you know, at first it, it felt like a battleground for me. And I started approaching like, Hey, God's more important than sports. And then as you know, you grow and I begin to step back. Like you said, they're trying to find the time and uh, like anything else. And, and I, and I, I, I realized, well, God created the family before the church. And God is to be first in our life. I believe that. I teach that. I, I hold on to it. But God created the family before he did the church. And I, I think it has to be God, family, and church. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's a big deal. And weekends, travel ball, Sunday morning attendance starts going down. More and more people involved, less volunteers in the church, you know. And so I think a wrong approach, and it was me was that uh, I felt being I was being attacked. It was my spiritual calling to fight against youth sports and, and you know, encourage families not to participate. Well, I, I've actually been doing this long enough that I see that that caused damage where parents kept their kids from playing. And it was a mistake that I made early in my ministry and uh, even in my coaching life, yeah. the sport world. And it affected them. Now parents say, well, we're going to game on Sunday. You think it's okay? And I tell them wholeheartedly, yeah, my kids play. My son plays, uh, played in college. They won the national championship division two last year, uh, coming out of COVID. Uh, my daughter plays several opportunities to play in college basketball. And uh, she just, it's not her cup of tea. She's tired of running. Yeah. And we laugh about that all the time. She's, I don't want to run. I said, you got to run to play basketball. But so sports is something we do. Now we tried to balance it and, uh, but it no longer was, this pressure of my son not getting to play or yeah. my daughter not getting to play. And when I, I didn't give to it, I didn't like lower my standard. I feel like we balanced it and realized that God's first, my family is second and the church, you know, as, as the place of worship, but I can worship other than just Sunday uh, is, is third, which is still great. It's very important to us. Yeah. And we go, Yeah, you know, but to tell my son, Hey, we're not doing new sports. You know, and, and so I got more involved, Yeah. to be honest with you. And and then I felt like if I could be more involved and ultimately maybe be the director, then I can control some of that. So like at the Y, you know, we're all about the families. And I know there's 14 other things going on besides the YMCA. And so for us, Wednesday night, first thing I did, I'm telling about the first week I was at the Y, I X'd out Wednesday nights yeah. for sports and and. And our coaches, I meaning you've coached, yeah. did a great job in soccer with us. But we don't practice on, and I have people ask me, we practice on Wednesday, and, and we don't practice. I tell them, it's your family night, and I call it church night, you know. And we X'd out, to be honest with you, Wednesday night and Friday night, because we know Friday nights is a big deal, a lot of stuff going on with sports. This is yeah. West Texas. It's, you know, football yeah. is uh, king around here. and uh, But families need family time. And I didn't want to take anything from the family. Yeah. So we, that's our, one of our solutions is to help, yeah. but not to, to, uh, you know, kind of suppress it or talk bad about it. Yeah. I, I think that's a really, really cool thing that you mentioned is, and I think that's something that we really don't look at it as is when we're taking or when we're combating against youth sports and everything like that, ultimately we're fighting what the family has chosen to do. Yes. And it doesn't matter. And most of the time with travel ball, I mean, my little brother played travel ball, um, it was a family ordeal. We all loaded up in the car. We all right. went to whatever 
tournament he was playing at that weekend. And we together as a family supported yes. my little brother playing baseball. You can't and, make people feel like it's a sin yeah, to play. Yeah, no, but that's families a, that all like you feel guilty, you know, we well, play baseball. And I think that's a really, really good point to bring up is I think we need to be careful about the danger of combating youth sports because ultimately we're pitting the church against family. Right. And so in kind of transitioning that. Um, how do we shift from a world that is uh, from a culture, church and youth sports that are combative and fighting against each other? How do we as a church kind of change lanes and um, learn to partner and try to partner with youth sports instead? I understand that, yeah, travels, teams happen Sundays, kids are gone, stuff like that. But how can we as a church come and support that family time? instead of trying to combat and take it away. Yeah, exactly. And and that's something that we've talked to my wife and I in ministry and the sport world. We've talked about a lot and and, and engaged in those conversations with with leaders. And you know, and uh, I think one of the best things, most important things that we can do is for our kids to know that we're supporting them, you know, like even traveling for the days, Sundays, unlimited. There was times we were able to go and not go, but some of the best church services we had were uh, in a motel room probably because my wife did the Bible study yeah, and, uh, and my kids started doing some of those Bible studies, yeah, you know? And so, and, and that was awesome time. And then for us to, I feel like if we want to, inf- you know, the body, you talk about influence and how we can help get in the same lane. We're not having a head on collision. Uh, you know, the Bible calls us in Matthew five sixteen. it says, we need to let our lights, you know, that Christ, that hope that's in us shine bright. And I feel like that we have a responsibility to be influenced. We want yeah. to mirror the majesty of our maker. Yeah. And so I feel like one of the best ways to do that is to be involved. Yeah. And uh, to make a difference. I can't make a difference when I'm outside fighting, but if I get in inside, you know, and, and I can be a voice of encouragement, you know, a yeah. positive voice with the right perspective, with a little balance, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I can, I can have a greater influence you know, I feel like I've had a greater influence in youth sports and in the church world and not fighting against it. You know, kind of, it's not people going with the flow. You know, we all, oh, no, you know, I'm not talking about just going with the flow. I'm talking about, you know, being a bright light and having a chance to influence and say there's there's room for both. Yeah. And I feel like there is because our families and our kids are important. And it's, you know, I know it gets a little more serious sometimes and Sometimes we have a tendency to do too much, but it's human nature, you know, to do that. But I feel like that we can work together and achieve success by partnering and yeah. influence and, and have fun with our families, yeah. have fun with our kids. And ultimately, at the end of the day, go to bed and know I've made a difference today. Yeah. Well, and I, I heard something interesting the other day in a conversation I was having on this topic with someone else. And he said uh, he uh, has also grown up in the church world and um, had been um, worship pastor at a couple churches and done a traveling worship band for a while. And he was like, you know, I think I think somewhere along the lines, we've gotten so fed up with youth sports is because in all reality, sometimes they're teaching better than we are. Yeah. And he was like, you know, we have to step aside, lay down our egos and say, what can we learn from youth sports instead of the youth sports are stealing everything from us. Yeah, I agree. That's and true. so with that, I think it's a really big question that you ask of like, you know, when we on any given day of youth sports, I mean, just baseball, for instance, you see them, they're learning 
Um, they're learning to play a role. They're learning to work as a team. They're learning to trust their teammates. They're learning to act independently at the same time because they have their role and they know how, what they're doing. And so you see all these different vital functions and vital things that as people, we have to learn. Otherwise, we are not going to be um, very efficient human beings growing up. But how do we take those things and endorse and promote those skill sets in the church as well and not just say, oh, well, you sports are the devil because in all reality youth sports are doing a lot of things better than the churches as far as teaching kids how to do or how to be successful adults in the future um and so it's it was really something that kind of stopped me in my tracks and i was like man yeah we get up and like we teach about jesus and like have all these like spiritual concepts and everything like that. And that's what church is there for. Like we're supposed to teach them about Jesus. But like the other thing that Jesus said is like, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them everything. Yeah, for sure. I've commanded you to do. And so with that, like you have, Jesus teaches us to trust. He teaches us to learn how to be um, dependent on our brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, all these different things. And it's like, you know, youth sports sometimes does a better job than us at those it does you know we we want to make an impact at the church right yeah we want to make a difference and i just feel like that if we get too consumed ultimately that uh we focus too much on the inside of the church yeah there's not going to be a lot of life and i feel like if if we want the church to be the happening place we've got to get out there yeah and you know the more light you put into something the brighter the room yeah and uh you know, and I feel like as believers, we're that light and we don't want to just shine bright on Sunday at church. We want to shine bright in our community. And I've always encouraged, and I think it's so important that we're involved in other places beside the church. Yeah. Yes, be involved at the church. We know that the church is fueled by volunteers. We can't pay everybody on staff. Yeah. Youth sports is fueled by volunteers. At the YMCA, all of our coaches are volunteers. And uh, you know that, yeah. you know, you almost won the thousand dollar Chick-fil-A gift card coach of the year, but you barely Dang. missed it. But, you know, man, we get out there and we make it. I, I just feel like sometimes the greatest difference, the, the biggest deal that we can do is to be involved in the community. Ultimately, it's not that I'm more involved, the community is more important to me, but that translates into the church world. And I feel like churches that are live, that are vibrant, that are healthy, that are growing, seeing people give their life to Christ. Yeah. Seeing families restored, seeing people turn from something that's terrible. that's hurting them, maybe yeah. hurting their family, hurting their kids or kids in youth ministry. Yeah. Listen, this is a different world yeah. that our kids are in today. And, uh, uh, things have changed a lot in the last five to 10 years. And if I feel like if we want to make an impact on our world, we better focus on these kids and students. And we do that at the church, but I feel like, Sometimes we got to go where they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, when you get involved in new sports, you're opening up all kinds of new doors of opportunity. Yeah. To make a difference and, and to make an impact. It's one reason why I coach. I love sports. Don't get me wrong. I love sports. Now I love to play to this day, uh, but I'm not coaching to coach a sport because it, I'm doing it because I see that I have an opportunity to make a difference in a young lady's life or a young man's life. Yeah. And, uh, and these students are so valuable. These kids are so valuable and the family is so valuable. And when we get outside of the church, 
it gives us an opportunity to make a greater difference in our world. And then also, really, I feel like kind of rock our churches a little bit. Yeah. You know, without a doubt. And I think there's a lot of um, there's definitely a very um, differing um, outlook when you see even when you get into high school sports and like coaching and everything like that. Um, I heard, um, one of my friends is coaching in a, for a high school around here. And he was telling me the other day, he was like, you know, I used to, in my last coaching job, like we did film for like 10 hours on Saturdays and we did film for football from like two o'clock Sunday afternoon till eight o'clock that night. And he's like, the school that I'm going to work for now said, you can watch film on your own. He's like, if you have questions, you have a phone, text us, call us. He's like, family comes first. Come on. Then yeah. coaching comes. He's like, but, and it was just like, he was so blown away by that. And my first immediate reaction was like, well, that's how it should be. Yes. But um, it leads back to another thought is I had a volunteer that just recently graduated from college um, in my program. And he was like, you know, I think I could do youth ministry. And I was like, no, don't. I was like, because you have a heart for coaching. I was like, and we are far more in need of God-fearing coaches in our world exactly. than we do more youth pastors. And so it was just one of those things. It's like, like setting up those opportunities for coaches to create the ripple effect. And even if that's you stepping in and volunteering as a YMCA coach or volunteering at your high school or junior high or wherever you can get your foot in the door, like you have opportunities to create ripples that will have long lasting effects on the entire exactly. thing. For sure. And so it's not one of those, like you said, it's not one of those things that we can just bark from the outside and they're going to be like, oh, you know, they've barked for a long time. I think we're going to change it. That's yeah. not how it works. I mean, I completely different visualization um, uh, from the conversation completely, but like there's this one uh, <laughs> that just popped into my head because it happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's this one patch of grass in the front of my neighborhood that no one claims you know, I was like, everybody in our little neighborhood Facebook group just complains and gripes and complains and gripes about that not being mowed and that not being mowed. And so finally, I was just like, I'm going to go do it. Like, I mean, because <laughs> I can either sit here and complain about the grass being too tall, or I can take matters into my own hands and I can go mow it and be done with it. And so the same mindset happens is like, you know, we see these overgrown things that are happening in ministry or in outside of ministry and everything like that. And we, especially in the church, are really, really good about complaining sometimes and not really, really good about going and making the effort to fix them. Yeah. And so take the steps into the opportunities for um, you to be involved in sports. Um, and that kind of leads to my next question is if a youth pastor is listening to this conversation and is not involved um, in partnering with youth sports, what recommendations would you have or like what is the best area for them to get their feet in the door um for any level of sports whether it be youth sports or stepping into maybe um helping with junior high, high school whatever yeah i think you know as in youth pastors we know this you know this uh you know we know that we've got to we've got to be bigger than the wednesday night program that we run at our church you know because we want to you know how what are these people coming from, you know, families come here and there, but we know that, you know, we got to get out to get them in, you know, and, and got to get outside of ourselves. And youth sports is a great way to do that volunteering at whatever level that you, where you're able to get your foot in the door. Uh, 
you know, if you have kids, like in your case, it, your kids probably brought you, you know, to it. But then you had a chance to have a team. You had kids to influence, high five, yeah. laugh with, and to be a positive influence in their life. But then you had parents to deal with and talk with and communicate with. And ultimately, you know, I actually had a, a, a friend of mine that they've moved. They, they started a, their missionaries, but he was in Abilene for a short term doing an internship. And uh, they got involved didn't have kids like, well, yeah, your kids are going to be playing. No, we don't have kids. We want to volunteer. And, you know, we're always open to that at the Y, you know, of course, immediately, why are you doing this? Who are you? Background (laughs) check, right? Oh, you work for a church? You're out. Yeah. Uh, No. Uh, But they got involved with the sole purpose of having fun, loving their church, loving kids that knew they would get connected to families. And and he did that for two years. Almost every sport we had at the Y, he coached. And did a phenomenal job, by the way. Him and his wife both, uh, with the team, with the kids, with the you know the, the coaching aspect. There, you know, yeah. there is a coaching aspect there to is. it. You know, I can't just throw a ball out there and say go. Yeah. Uh, you know, and but he did it, and uh, I actually know some families in our programs that uh, he's moving out, and they're asking where's he at. Yeah. And uh, his name is Joseph, and uh, terrific, and uh, it, it wasn't like I mean. He was there, had a reason to be there. Yeah. But he wasn't like trying to shove Jesus down anybody's throats. He was just being a bright yeah. light and a, a positive voice. And ultimately, uh, I know for a fact some of the families I know, and he, we talked, he let me know that they started going to their small groups, their church, or connected in their yeah. church, their kids are in the children's ministry, students are in the youth ministry. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that is a win. Yeah. You know, that's a win. And so to get involved is, is you, 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 you ask, you call. Yeah. Look it up, get involved, you know, through the schools. The schools is especially today is a totally different, yeah, you know, ball game. Yeah. And uh, but to to know those coaches, to find out what you can do, to be a parent that's involved or just a fan that's involved, you know. Yeah. Uh, schools are a lot, they're pretty protective, but there's places and things that you can do. Yeah. And there's I think there's ways that you can always step in and it might just be as easy as calling up one of the coaches and being like, Hey, can I take you out to lunch? Yeah. Can I just For see sure. like where do you need help? And it allows us the opportunity to just step up and be like, okay, well, what do you need help in? How can I assist you? And how can I make you better in the way that you are ministering and the way that you are coaching all these kids? And a lot of coaches are not going to be like, oh, well, I don't need help. (laughs) Because in all reality, they're coaching hundreds, um, if not thousands, depending on the school district of kids every day and they are also teaching and they are also more than likely um, dads or moms in a family and they have other responsibilities. And so I, I highly doubt that there's anybody that would be like, you know, I'm good. Like, I don't need right. any help. I have it all under control. Everything's working. And so like, there's definitely opportunities. And sometimes that just gives us back to our primal instinct as Christians is like, we should be there to serve first. Yeah. And so it just gives us an opportunity to step in and say, you know, how can I serve you? And hopefully that opens the door for ministry opportunities down the road. Um, The other thing that I would especially jump into with um, junior high and high school is almost most of, I'm not going to say all, most schools, junior highs and high schools um, have fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, That is a great door to step in. A lot of them want people to come in and lead devotionals. A lot of them want um, people to come in and um, be volunteers for their um, different events and activities and everything like that. And so those are all great opportunities 
to dive in, but sometimes you just got to get your feet wet and you have to be the one that initiates the conversations. And that might just be, like I said, taking a coach to lunch or offering to bring the coaching staff lunch yeah. and just being like, Hey, you know, how can we as a church serve you guys? Yeah. And so no, you're right. And I'm going to tell you the coach to be involved in, and that's a great access, you know, point as fellowship for Christian athletes and different, different clubs that the school has, you know, and, 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 was involved in one of our, our local chapters of fellowship Christian athletes. And I realized that the coaches were buying donuts basically for their groups. That's an outside source. And they, they were, they, they were the guys that were there were believers were getting the donuts, buying them. So I saw, you know, I talked to them and uh, it was one of the things we did. We didn't do it all the time, but we did it a lot. We started taking donuts yeah. for them yeah. and they were ready for some help, Yeah, you know? And uh, so, you know, it, it was fun to be involved and that's, one way to get in there yeah, and uh, to help, you know? Uh, well, and it just also gives you the avenue of if you jump in with the mindset of serving them with no strings attached, they lose the notion of, okay, what do you want from me? Right. And I think that's a problem that a lot of our culture has um, in and out of the church is a lot of times we're willing to serve when there's a string on the end. Right. And Jesus is like, no, no strings attached. I want you to go serve, period. Yeah. And so the best way to get into partnering with sports and partnering in having those life-changing and hopefully culture-changing conversations in your communities are the ones where you step in and serve without strings, and you just want to be there for the sake of the kids. Um, and that can be done from you yourself. That can be done through volunteers that are already in your youth ministry. One of the things that I challenge my volunteers to do is go to games. Yes. Be at sure. sporting events that for the kids in your small groups, um, because I can't go to all of them. Um, I have my own responsibilities. I have family. I have everything else. And I can't go to 17 sporting events a week. No. And so um, use the resources and use the people you have. Um, but ultimately, when you show up in force and say that we are here for you and we are not against you, that's going to offer that's going to open up opportunities for you to step in and serve, step in and lead um, and hopefully, I mean, create culture change. Yeah. So and let's be honest, from the church world of it, sometimes that's where true ministry takes place, if you want to call it ministry, because it is. Yeah. That's true. Relationships are built. And sometimes that's where we make the greatest impact. Yeah. Sometimes it's not at the church. Them seeing you at that game, seeing you volunteer, seeing you help, seeing you high five and cheering them on. Look at a student tell them, I can't wait to watch you play this week. Yeah. Look at their face. Yeah. Look at their eyes. Or when they actually see you sitting in the stands. Yeah. Hear you I yell mean, their name. Embarrass yeah. them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man, that it just takes a whole new approach to like them knowing that you care for them when you're willing to drop your schedule to go watch them compete exactly. or perform. And even it doesn't even necessarily have to be sports. It can be ballet. It can be you know, anything, theater, whatever. And so just opportunities to um, step in where kids are involved. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I great, great stuff. Um Outside of this conversation, um, you have any resources, thoughts um, that go maybe that we haven't discussed? Well, I, maybe, I don't know. For, you know, I feel like youth sports is a great place to be involved in. And, uh, you know, coaching is impacting lives. Uh, just being involved is making a difference. Yeah. You know, and I, and I feel like that's where it starts. It depends on whatever level you're at and what your schedule allows with your own family, what you're able to do. 
but I feel like that uh, there's some simple things that we can do to make a difference. It's not always the great big things. I think the small things really add up. And youth sports is one of those things to be involved in, uh, you know, to get plugged into. And even like the YMCA, maybe it's not so much coach right there, but to be involved in that. You know, I've always known guys that and families that stress being involved in the community and, and they find their why and go join it because they, number one, it's fun. Good for them and their kids. We want to work out, take care of ourselves, but then you make friends. Yeah. And then you have an opportunity ultimately to be a bright light to someone. Yeah. You know, speak life into someone. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a a beautiful thing. And I think that's something that we definitely kind of overlook in church circles a lot, especially as Jesus didn't go to the churches and to make the huge impacts. Actually, the couple of churches that he ended up going to were the ones that like threw him out of town yeah. and like chased him out of town. Get and rid of them. Yeah. Everything like that. And like Jesus went to the crowds. He went to the people that were hurting, the people that were lonely, the people that were desperate. Um, like he went to the people that needed life change. Yeah. He and went to the people that the church wasn't going to. Exactly. And then he caught slack over. Yeah, he did big time. And so I think if we are genuinely going to take up the mantle of being like Christ, we as ministers even have to step up and do a better job in that yeah. light. Oh, yeah. So um, other than that, man, um, how can people connect with you? Uh, do you have social media? You know, absolutely. Even as old as I am, we got social hey, media. There you go. As a matter of fact, before we did this, I made sure I had the information correct. Yeah, there because you go. Because, you know, I'm not, a, I'm, not real, I'm not being on social media. My kids do all of our stuff. They're not so much kids now. They're young adults, but they do all of our social media in our ministry. Yeah. It's been cool working with them and uh, in my life. But at the YMCA, I just want to say this if I can. The YMCA is a great place. And, uh, you know, I know over time things change. But, you know, locally and even through YUSA, there are some things that change. And I'm not always completely happy with them, but the Y is a great place to be. And that C in the YMCA you know, is still important to us, yeah. you know, YMCA becomes for everybody. You see more of the Y logo because it's not just young men anymore, but that, that seed, that Christian part is, a, is yeah. still important to and us. And I think largely, place. largely, if I can throw this in, a lot of people see YMCA and they don't even know what YMCA stands no. for. So what does YMCA I stand could barely for? even spell it. Can you spell that for me real quick? <laughs> you know, YMCA, Young Men's Christians Association. Yeah. And uh, we are about youth development. And I take it serious. It's one of the reasons why I got involved in the Y. I mean, I'm talking about young and early in ministry. Before I was married, I, I, I ran sport leagues yeah. and helped organize those sport leagues and player development because, I mean, it's fun to me. I yeah. mean, I do. I like it. But I feel like that God gave me the ability to do that. It's, I mean, we've all, he gives us, I mean, everybody, you, we're, you're so talented and gifted and you got to get plugged in, you know, and for me, youth sports is it. Yeah. Uh, so it's to make a difference. And YMCA was 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 the place. I mean, I grew up as a kid. I took swim lessons at the State Street YMCA yeah. four or five years ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, over there, on, my grandmother lived 1217 Fannin for 52 years. I grew up over there. Yeah. And uh, the Y was a good, safe place for me as a kid. And I've always loved it. And so YMCA, the C does matter. It's a great, I always say it's the family place to be. It yeah. really is. And yeah, you can connect with us, uh, YMCA, uh, AbilenYMCA.org, and uh, or social media. Follow us on Facebook at AbilenYMCA, or like us on uh, Instagram. Or is it like us on Facebook? Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I believe. There you go. Yeah, like us on Facebook. I just want to mess with you a little bit. 
you know, you, and it's a great, you can connect with us. Yeah. And a lot of stuff to do at the Y. And yeah. really, let's be out there, stuff for kids and uh, stuff for junior high students, high school students, young adults, and uh, families, young families, yeah. older families, even to our seniors. Hey, we have a large population, especially in the mornings of seniors. And yeah. a lot of our programs are designed, seniors need a place. Mm-hmm. They need a place to stay active. And I'm a, they need the connection too. They need to laugh and have yeah. fun. And many seniors, they're alone. Yeah. And uh, it, for them, for some of them, it's a lone, you know, it's a lonely world. Yeah. And we feel like at the Y, it's our responsibility to uh, smile at them. Yeah. You know, and so we've got a large, and there's some, there's group classes, I mean, for, that fits every need. Uh, COVID, we're coming, we used to have over 40 classes, and now we, I think, over 20, 30, almost 30 classes, you know, group X classes from high energy, high impact classes to stuff that's more my speed, <laughs> meditation. Yep. And uh, so, you know, taking yeah. it easy, stretching in a dark room, the fan on. I don't know how they get anything yeah. out of that, but they do. Uh, I would fall asleep, but it's a good place. Yeah, and um, definitely. Uh, it's a family. I always say it, it's, we're more than a treadmill, more than more than a dumbbell. Yeah. And uh, so the lie is a great place. Well, that's good stuff. And thank you once again, Joe, for joining us today. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this conversation and we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Well, that was really, really good. And thank you for sharing that conversation and having the interview. Um, Hey, if you're listening at home and we want to say thank you for joining us, we hope that you were encouraged and inspired uh, by this episode. And maybe you found some new ideas or some new tools that you can use as you continue to work with students. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, we would ask that you leave a comment and a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. We would appreciate that so much. Um, Also, maybe you know someone who would benefit from this conversation. Take a moment, share this on social media and tag them. Then also tag us Talk Student Men on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And so, Russell, your conversation comes next week. Can you tell us a little bit about next week's episode? Yeah, I have the honor of sitting down with one of the original youth ministry gurus, Mark Ostriker. And Marco has done youth ministry for over 40 years. And I think he has seen many different approaches and ideas and philosophies and ways of doing youth ministry. And so we talk a little bit about how youth ministry has changed over the years and and the ways it needs to change and approach things differently. And then how we as leaders can continue to train and develop our youth ministry skills so that we can have what we need to adapt and continue ministry for the future. And so here is just a short clip from that conversation. I was speaking a week or two, week or two ago to some kids about the story of the feeding of the 5,000. And we were noting together that the kid's lunch that he contributed was extremely unimpressive in quantity or quality. And it has, you know, what took place there was not about the quality or the quantity of the kid's gift. It was about the quality and the quantity of Jesus's power. And that's directly transferable to our practice of youth ministry. Man, with my small group, I'm regularly feeling over my head with these kids. But ultimately, if awesome stuff happens, it's not that it's that I don't play a role because there's no question I'm invited into partnering with Jesus in the restoration of the world, which in this case means working with these junior high boys, right? But um, 
it's the it's God that's going to do the transformative work. So I, I, I need to relax, enjoy the ride. Man, we're looking forward to that. Um, just a reminder, be sure to go to studentministryconversations.org for show notes and links from this episode. Just search for this week's episode number in the search bar. We also have other helpful articles and blog posts on there as well that are all aimed and geared to help you out in your youth ministry. Again, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next week.